Oh, oh, good thing we, uh, good thing we caught that microphone in time. Oh, I know, I know. Oh, oh. oh had to run for it, but yeah, yeah, it's worth it. At least, uh, at least we'll be we'll be on time now. We're not gonna have to wait like twenty yeah. minutes. Uh, people of all ages and genders, as you notice, uh, the service will be stopping here for a few minutes just to uh, regulate the service. Um, so uh, please don't worry, we will be heading off in about five minutes' time. <sighs> the po- podcast is just right there. It's like three stops. It's like... It's 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 not close enough to get out and walk to the podcast, but like, mmm, it's so close. Oh, oh, I know what we could do. We could do a time skip. We just need some interstitial music. Oh, oh, give it a go. Greetings, strangers, queer and pleasant. I'm not Laura Kate Magnetdale. And I'm not Jane Iris Magnetdale. And welcome to another episode of Queer and Pleasant Strangers. It worked. Yeah, it did. We, it, we It's a podcast, two queer trans women. We we talk about our weeks and do silly voices and skits. I, I got thrown off the usual intro rhythm there. Oh no, changes to word orders. Oh shit. Uh, you know what's not a uh, change to the order of how we do things here? Talk about things we've played. We're going to talk about things that we've that's, played. That's the thing we've done this week. Things that we've played. What have you played? Tell oh, us about what you played. I've been playing video games. Video games? Yeah. I'm going to get the quick one out of the way first. I've been playing Gran Turismo 7. <gasps> um, I like racing games in theory, but in practice, <laughs> not always so much. Um, I tend to fall on the side of liking arcadey, forgiving going fast and being cool is the thing kind of races. Gran Turismo 7 is very much the serious person's technical racing game. Um, Mm -hmm. It's a sim. Yeah, it is a sim, and it is a very unforgiving sim in that regard. Like, I, as someone that plays a lot of sims, there are degrees of forgivingness with sims, and there are sims that put the effort in to be casual friendly. Um, Microsoft Flight Sim, Train Simulator... Uh, Euro Truck Sim, all have very well fleshed out ways of reducing their complexity. Yes. Uh, this is not that. Um, this is, do you want to drive a name brand real world car with very realistic uh, controls, etc.? Um, I found myself comparing it a lot to Forza Horizon 5 while uh, playing it, in that it compares very weirdly to that game. Um, it the, for a game that is such a like high-end technical powerhouse sim game, there is no voice acting, no 3D character models of people, all the conversations are a, a JPEG and some on-screen text. There's lots of weird places where it feels like it's cutting financial corners in a way that feels weird for a game that is this much about the luxury and opulence of high-end race cars. Well, they spent um, all the money on, on models, of, oh, of course. You can see, like, the stitching on the gloves of the driver in the first person. It's a lot. Um, but anything outside of that is, here is a crudely rendered JPEG of a person and yeah. some texts about the PP value of a car that you should buy. Yeah, yeah. So I've mainly been playing it, like, for accessibility and very little has changed since past uh, Gran Turismo games. The best... 
I'm going to talk about it in the abstract here. Uh, go go watch the episode of AA that will be up by the time this goes up. Um, how how do I how do I even explain this? Um, rather than creating actual new mechanics to create a version of this game that is accessible to people who are struggling with the sim mechanics, it instead does a weird hodgepodge of going, no, 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 I'll do that for you, in a way that doesn't have any kind of gradual curve to you eventually being able to do it yourself, alongside making changes to how your vehicle works that, yes, do make it in the short term easier to control, but that have downsides and they don't tell you about that. Mm. Um, the easy way to put it is, if you are not up to doing the full-end technical sim, okay, we'll do the brakes for you and steer for you and uh, do stuff like that. Et cetera. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, do you find you're spinning out too much? We'll turn up the traction infinitely high. It will make you grip to the road, but you will be really slow in corners and really slow accelerating out of corners, which, funnily enough, doesn't make the game easier for beginners because, like, there is you a difficult complete time trials. Yeah, like d difficulty that that's fine for when you're doing like racing against other AI races because it'll slow them down on easy difficulty, but time trials don't adjust for the fact your vehicle will go slower. It's <sighs> it's the second Sony first party game in a row that has felt like it has accessibility stuff in it to tick boxes rather than because it's actually thought through how to implement it well, oh. which is a real shame. And then um, sometimes it's just turning stuff off. Oh yeah, Horizon Forbidden West did this with its waypoint uh, pathfinding. This does it with um, uh, like the assisted braking. If you've got that on, it just turns that off uh, during things like the, uh, the driver's license, license uh, tests, which have cars locked behind them. Also, there's a lot of pushing you to buy real-world currency to get cars unlocked faster oh, and blah, blah, you just spent your blah. raffle ticket. You've had the nice zoomy roof spinning yeah. around. Yeah! Oh, you won some coins! Didn't that feel good? Wouldn't you, you like to buy some up. more? Okay, you could Wink. top that up. Yeah, it's a lot. Um, also, I didn't mention this in my accessibility review, but one of the reasons why I keep... why I feel like this game wants to be compared to Forza Horizon 5 is they've put in a mini-game mode that is very clearly here's our Forza Horizon 5 mode. Um, they have like 15 songs, and do you want to do a race to a piece of music very fast? Um, drive fast to 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 music. We we can do that too. It it feels like it wants to be the cool racing game that Xbox released a while ago, but like. I mean, it feels like it wants to be the same as every other fucking Grand Turismo yeah, game. It's. It is just, it is unforgiving and unwelcoming in a way that if you already like this series, great. If you're looking for a, a, a good entry point, this doesn't care whether you enjoy it or not. It feels like the kind of game where as long as it's got your money, it's like, well, you either get good or you don't. Here's a billion little tweakable things about your car. We're not going to tell you what they mean. Go. Yeah. Fun fact, I tend to do the edit for... Uh, AA, whereby I will just go through the off-camera audio and cut it all together, mm. or, or like cut out any like fluffs or or mistakes. Yeah. And like in that, like I got the whole 
there is a menu that is completely intimidating. I was like, yeah. okay, yeah, I mean, it's yeah. probably just a lot of things. And then I got to the bit of footage, <laughs> which is that menu, and I was like, fucking hell. Yeah, have you ever opened a menu going, oh, I could do some minor tweaks to my vehicle. Oh, there's I... like a hundred different tweakable boxes on this screen, and none of them tell you what they do. I mean, if you are the kind of person who tweaks their car or it... reads a lot of motorcycle, yeah. uh, like motor news mags, yeah. Or it's, goes to race days. Yeah. If you know real world cars already, yeah. yeah, you can tweak all that stuff. If you don't, there's no tutorial, there's no yeah. anything. It's just, here it is. If you want to fuck your car up, go ahead. Do you want to change the oil? Do you want to use 15 different permutations of, of uh, tyre uh, composition? Yeah. And do you want different tyres on the front it's... and back? Do you want to change the uh, like amount of air pressure in things? Yeah. Do you want to like mess with the suspension settings? Yeah. Do you want to replace the engine entirely? Like, like it, I can't deny the level of detail yeah. in it, but it is. It it's feels super it's, niche. It's an amazing like it looks like an amazing game for the exact specific niche of people who it's designed for, that has zero interest in bringing new people into the fault. It feels um, like that this is a game for Mike Channel and Mike Channel adjacent yeah. people. Yes. Uh, what about you? What have you played this week? Uh, we played a bunch of board games because we had the nerds over and, we did. and they were like, introduce us to some games. Yeah, we played board games okay. with, with my, my c- Comic-Con folks. Yeah, with the lovely, lovely nerds. Yeah, what did we, what did we play? Well, we started off with Mysterium. We did, which yeah. Which is a, a game where one person is, has been murdered. And you have to work out, um, uh, based on dreams that you are given, like abstract cards. Yeah. A bit like Dixit, if, if you've played Dixit. Um, abstract cards being like, this is trying to point you towards a person. Yes. Each player has a different person that they are being pointed to. And they also have a different location they're being pointed to. And finally, they have a murder weapon. And oh. then at the end of the game, the ghost picks one of those things that is the correct thing overall. Yeah. And they are given, like, a final set of clues based on how many bets they got right throughout the game. Mm. It is a game that I maintain works best when you home rule it a little bit. Like, get rid of the timer and make it a group collaborative, everyone discussing as a group what they think the clues mean. It is a fun game of trying to deduce meaning from, I had a limited number of very abstract things and I'm doing my best. Um, it it is a fun start of the day one I think, and that yeah. it is a good like warm people up, get people doing. Yeah, it gets you thinking a bit outside the box. It's just a fun a fun thing from the point of like oh, and the ghost can't say anything; they just once for yes, twice for no. Yeah. Um, and like there's some silliness around that, and like uh, when the ghost needs to reshuffle their cards, they uh, it, get rid of a, a, a crow or a raven, I think it is, yeah. off the top of their, their DM screen. And I always flavour that with pulling it off the top and going, caca! Oh, I, I, I do the same. I think that is the only correct way to play this game. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's alright. Yeah. It It is a fun warming people up game that uh, it, it's a game that, that has the risk when you play it with a new group of people of you might stumble at the final hurdle and the game can end a little flat of 
Oh, okay. Well, we messed it up at the end. Yeah. You don't end. Look, well, it's 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 not super difficult, and we don't own many introductory games anymore. Hmm. I mean, to be fair, we've never owned that many because yeah. we've not got rid of that many games. Yeah. Um, like a lot of our games are medium to heavyweight. Yeah. So Mysterium's like a really good it's, one for hey, guess the thing. It's it's a good one to keep around for like I feel like my parents would get all, would enjoy it. Yeah. Like uh, it, it's good to have in the stack. And it's all guesswork, so yes. you don't have to feel like bad for not getting yeah. strategies or yeah. you any kind of specific. It's, it's just like eh, I think that uh, thing's blue. I think that pattern on that thing looks yeah. a bit like a playing card. It's, it's cooperative and it doesn't include a lot of rules you have to remember. Yeah, like like everyone is cheering yeah. everyone else on for it's, their things uh, during the the, yeah. the guessing stage. It's it's a game I suspect we will always keep in our collection because it fills yeah. a very specific good niche. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, should we talk about some of the other board games we played? Yes. Uh, so I well, think next up was Tiny Epic Zombies, wasn't yes, it? Yes, we did. Yeah, which we've talked about on this show before. Uh, tiny box game. You are trying to do a bunch of objectives uh, cooperatively in a shopping center that's overrun with zombies. Um, we definitely had one of the trickier time-wise objectives dealt out, which was the go find the bits of the uh, the cure in order that. Uh, various letters you have yeah, to remember. Yeah, you have to work really quickly on that one. I think yes. part of the problem was that right from the very beginning, a lot of people were like, hey, we'll just all go off to the same side of the shopping yes. mall. And I I think that you did an admirable job as uh, DM of uh, putting the challenge there, but not overwhelming on that. Yeah, and, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, and that's why I chose to be like, because I it could have just yeah. not played and let the AI do it. Was yeah. like, I'm going to play the zombie and give them the easiest yeah. possible task. And we didn't quarterback too much. We, you know, we failed by like a turn or two. We were right at the end. Um, yeah. I mean, your your fail. I didn't. I tried not to quarterback at yeah. all. If anything, I was like, hey, you can do this or this or this. Like, I was yeah. giving people options. Yeah, some like, of which people... are bad options, but you were giving them to be like, that is the thing you can do. And just just so that yeah. people understand, like, what their options yeah. are at that time. Like, and all of them pointing towards yeah. a goal. Like, yeah. hey, these are your goals right now. Yeah. Here's what you could be doing towards yeah. one or all of them. I, I feel like, and we'll talk about Pandemic in a minute as well, but I think that we did a good job of having our cooperative games get real close to the end, almost mm. like right on the edge, um, without with with a lot of like, here are your options, what would you like to do? Yeah. And I get the impression from having talked to them afterwards that they really enjoyed okay, the teach. That's good. So it seems like we did I'm I'm quite proud of us. I think we did a good teach. Um so we we yeah. could kind of skidded across it there. Um the next game was Pandemic. Yeah. We played base game Pandemic with um five Yep. Um five uh, epidemics. Yeah. Uh, I just sat and explained rules to people yep. or told people what they could do. Um, um we had like a, what what the options were available. We had a very nice number of uh unfunded events uh, available in the yeah, deck. The the correct number is two per player. So. Yeah. Oh, I didn't realize it was that high at uh, default difficulty. Yep. It's been a while since we've played at that setting. Yeah. And we just about won, I think. No, you lost. No, did we lose? We yes. were we were right near the end. You, yeah, you lost because you ran out of blue cubes. 
Oh, we did, yes. We had the cards left to cure the final disease. We just had to yeah. get around to that person. Yeah, y'all were real close. Yeah. The real mistake you made was going for eradications. Oh, I, I am aware, but also I know how cool eradications feel to get, and I didn't want to tell them not to. One was fine. When you went for the second one, I was like, yeah. you have so, a problem. I And I could hear you going... So, but if we run out of any of the cubes, not saying which ones, but if we run out of any of them, we will lose I, the game. I I, I made the point known, but didn't say you're doing it wrong. Oh yeah, absolutely. That's... And I wasn't going to say it either. <laughs> no, and I I think that... I think that we did well. I think that... I hope yeah. so. I was worried that because uh, only one person won yes. Mysterium, <laughs> the rest of you all gambled the wrong way. And the reason I picked that person, or like that person's set, yeah. From Mysterium is because they'd had such a bad time <sighs> during the rest of the game. I was like, I will pick their person. It's fresh in their mind. Yeah. And I think I have the cards in my hand to nudge them specifically towards yeah. the correct answer. And the rest of you were like, no, it's definitely this thing. I mean, you can see why we went oh, that way. Oh, 100%. Uh, 100%. And that was my fault for going, oh, yeah, the thing I'm focusing on here on this, yeah. when I, I'm trying to tie it to that specific yeah. set of things, is this thing. Not realising, all of them had a sort of either rope or, or a snake yes. motif that I just yes. hadn't twigged. One, one of the murder weapons potentially was a rope, and all three of the cards you put down had one thing in common, which was a rope or a snake or a, a thing that could be a rope yeah. on all three of them in a yeah. row. I was like, no, no, that's that's definitely the thing that I'm getting yeah. from this card. And then like every time I put another thing down, you were going... Oh yeah, it's definitely the rope was like, oh no, what have I done? <laughs> it was... I'll give you one extra clue that you're not supposed to have. <laughs> Another one with a rope or snake. <laughs> oh fuck. <laughs> uh, it was fun though. Yeah, we had fun. Uh -huh. But yeah, Bob, by the time we'd lost at Pandemic, I was a bit worried. Like, most of the people at this table have now lost three games in a row. <laughs> well, I, I think that it helped that we ended that batch of board games on Flatline. Yes, we played Flatline. Which we've talked about before. It's Dice rolling, heal patients. You've got 60... You roll your dice, you've got 60 seconds to chaotically communicate with each other what dice you have and where you're going to put them and what's yep. happening. And because they're custom dice, it's not as simple as, hey, I need this number. It's... Yeah. I need uh, a pen or a stethoscope or a white thing or a yeah. pink thing. And I think that this was uh, one of the best games to play in a high player count. I think oh, it yeah. really excels yeah. with a group of this sort of size because we played with a group of five. and We've played it at two. We've played it at three. I don't think yeah. we've ever played it at five before. I... And five was awesome. I, I think five works really well because... On the positives, you have so many more resources collectively as a group that the tricky multiplayer ones are easier mm -hmm, to pull mm -hmm. off in some regards because yeah. there's more stuff at the table, yeah. but the chaos of communication is infinitely more scattered, mm -hmm. and it worked out so nicely. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, it, it was really good fun. Um, I enjoyed the chaos of it, the energy of it, and even when we were like having turns where... Like, there were four unspent dice around the table. Sometimes three of them were on the same person. Like, even then, yeah. we were still having really good successes. Yeah. Um, and, and and that felt good that we yeah. were able to, to pass all that. I think it helps as well that um, we we were doing a good job of... There was, there was usually at least one person who remembered at the end, 
oh quick, who's got dice left, throw them on whatever has question marks. Oh yeah. Like, there was a good amount of scramble at the last second mm-hmm, awareness, mm-hmm, and... Yeah. 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 That's that's definitely one that I think is way more exhilarating at higher player counts, and I yeah. feel like that is what the game is going for. Yes. It, it, it's, it's a fun game at two players, but it's not the same game, and it's clearly like, no. not the intended experience at two players. I, I mean, I don't want to talk about what anyone's intentions were, yeah. but like, I feel that the game is way more spec'd to be at, fun at that at, at that level. At two player, you've got much more ability to just have a back and forth conversation, mm-hmm. which doesn't feel like what this is trying to go for. Yeah, you are definitely trying to pick out the voice amongst the crowd going, who's got pink, who's yes. got white, who's it's, got green? It is a chaotic game to play at that player count when you have auditory processing issues. Especially when you're playing with the app that's yeah, shouting that's numbers shouting at random you. random numbers that don't go in sequential order. Or asking you if you really want to solve this problem with <laughs> dice. <laughs> Which I th- isn't a sound clip I've never heard in there before. No, but neither was, have I. That was pretty funny. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. And uh, then what did we do? Uh, well, I played another video game. Tell us about uh, it. I have been playing Elden Ring. <gasps> the elderly ring piece. Yeah, it's that new uh, that new From Software game, the Dark Souls, Bloodborne, Sekiro people. Um, this time it is a big open world. Um First thing that struck me, it's not all just grey and brown and dark purple this what? time. There's trees and foliage and nature occasionally. Dragons. Yeah. Some of the nature is trying to kill you. I saw wolves as well. There, there were wolves. Bad um, yeah. I I found the... I had the thing I always have with the Souls game, with this game, where the first few hours I, I, I felt a little bit... Like, I was hitting a wall and I it wasn't clicking for me. And I think it's because I was trying to play it the same way as past games in the series, where they are linear experiences. If there is a challenge in front of you, you deal with it and then you move on. Mm-hmm. Because this is so open and sprawling, there is a huge amount of, oh, that thing's too tough for me right now. I'm just going to go around it. I'll come back later. Mm-hmm. Um, Oh, I'm struggling against this boss. I'll just like take a right turn and start going that way. I see there's a bridge over there. Mm-hmm. Um, it's got that very Breath of the Wild thing of, oh, I stumbled upon a Lionel and it's kicking my ass. Maybe I'll take a circuitous route around, or maybe I'll go, oh, on my way to somewhere I saw something else and I got sidetracked. Mm-hmm. It feels like Dark Souls' Breath of the Wild. Yeah. And I mean that in a positive sense. I think that... Um, there's a lot of little tweaks in this that make it more playable and less frustrating mm. that I have not seen a lot of people talk about that I think are long overdue changes to the series. Um, you now get checkpoints right before bosses. What? So if you lose to a boss, you can restart directly in front of the boss. You don't, you don't have to do the boss run. Yeah, you don't have to run across the whole level to get back to the boss room to try and pick up your souls to hopefully not lose them. You, you just start back in the at the boss room. Um... There is fast travel and a horse, so if there is a thing that's a problem, you can just run around it, or if you've been through an area before and you don't want to have to go through it again, you can just teleport back uh, like back past it. A soul spawn um, that values your time? Yeah. I bet people are pissed as fuck well, about that. I mean, there's a bunch of stuff in it that's just like nice quality of life changes. Things like... um. A lot of the abilities that used to be locked to specific weapons were, were like, this weapon does this thing and it's the only weapon that does it. 
are now modifications you can apply to like any weapon in that cl- that class of weapon. Mm-hmm. You can take them on and off without penalty. You can put them on a weapon, don't like it, take it back off, you've got it to put on another weapon. Mm-hmm. Um, it's still not great in terms of welcoming people in. Um, its tutorial is incredibly missable, even if you say, yes, I would like the tutorial, please, on the, the settings menu. Um... There is a lack of hand-holding about basic mechanics, and it's very easy to miss very important items. There's a fair bit of that going on, but the ability to just... I'm struggling with what's over here. I'm just going to turn around and go look at something else and come back later. Mm. Makes a really big difference to the feel of this game. Um, Also, they have introduced summonable creatures you can summon in a little ghost jellyfish to help you in fights. Best friend. Best friend! I feel like a Pokemon trainer every time I, I go in the the boss room and I summon my like tentacle and I'm like, yeah, use poison! Um, you could always summon in other players to help you in boss fights. It's been really interesting seeing how the NPC animals have not been seen as cheating by the get good hardcore gamers folks Mm. in the way that that used to and I'm formulating thoughts about why that is and I find it really interesting but um yeah this is um this is my favorite souls souls game this is my favorite from software game Mm -hmm. it has very quickly grabbed me and uh I mean, we'll we'll talk about Pokemon in a minute. It's the first thing that's gotten me to put down Pokemon in any meaningful sense no. since Legends Arceus came out like Not a month ago. Not just because you had to do other work. No, no, yeah. <laughs> this is like, I did the amount I had to for work to make notes and then was like, yeah, but I'm I'm going to keep going with this, though. I'll come back to Pokemon at some point. It's knocked Pokemon off my currently playing list. Wow. And that is the biggest praise I can give it, I think. Um, pretty good. It does a very good job of being... Pros and cons. I've been very much enjoying this, but I can see the criticisms of it. It's very not handholdy in terms of like, you know what Breath of the Wild was like? We're not going to tell you what to do. Just go see what's interesting and go follow that. Mm-hmm. This does that, but it doesn't have a quest log, mm-hmm. which means that if you find something interesting and go, I'll come back to this later, you have to either make notes, like physical real world notes, or just remember that there was a thing Wait. to go do, and that's not great. Um, it feels like FromSoft are doing their "we're not going to hold your hand" thing, but it's it's a real shame because like that's the main problem I have right now. But I'm playing as a samurai, and I sheath my sword, and then I sort of do big cool attacks as anything comes near me, and I feel very powerful, and I yeah. like Elden Ring. Nice. And I will play more of it and probably talk about it more next week. Yay! What about you? What you played? Oh, goodness. Uh, let me think. Uh, finally finished the Deep Rock Galactic Season 1 Battle Pass. You did! How are, uh, you, how are you feeling? Uh, I'm very glad that I don't need to mainline Deep Rock Galactic anymore. Yeah. Because it, I get like this with some games. like, I need to finish the thing so yeah. I can have my life back. Yes. And I'm always worried when I start having that I need to have my life back thoughts. Yeah. Um but also like the the constant fear of the battle pass is about to end. Yeah. Like I might not even touch season 2. Yeah. For the fact that I know what just happened with season 1. Yes. Like, and and part of that was the fact that I was taking a rest from Deep Rock Galactic when season 1 started. Yeah. 
and didn't really get into it. And then there was like a short hiatus of me not actually having yeah. um, Game Pass. And then like coming back to it and being like, oh shit, I've, I've missed yeah. out on so much. I'm, I'm going to do the thing. And now the thing might end. Ah. Yeah. I've, I, I reckon, recognising that feeling is half the battle. Oh, yeah. just, like, I'm glad I didn't yeah. have to pay for that privilege though. Yeah. Because I think if that had been like, oh, I paid 30 quid for this month, two month long battle pass thing. Yeah. I, I would have been way more anxious about it. Yeah. Um, I'm having to be careful about that with Elden Ring. Like I can already feel so. I I apologize for pulling back to Elden oh, no, Ring for a okay, second. Okay. Um, because I'm playing that on PS5 where there's like basically no loading times, mm-hmm. and I can now just go straight back into the boss, straight back into the boss. Uh, yeah, I can don't feel have that, the break. You were talking yeah, about. I I don't have that exit ramp, mm-hmm. and I'm having to recognize with this. I'm like I need to create my own like preset exit points before I start playing because I know otherwise I will set I, an alarm I will, maybe yeah that, that's the thing I'm going to set an alarm and you know make make rules about that for myself but yeah sometimes you feel the game get those hooks in and go like I, I have I have I have I have to yeah um I think the last one that, well I mean there's probably been others but one, the last one I can remember before that was Xenoblade Chronicles 2 yeah like because I think I racked up like 78 hours in only a month or so. Yeah. And I had like a job and other responsibilities It, it was as the well. before and after work game every day. Yeah, it was the while I'm dilating, getting ready for work. Yeah. And then like as soon as I'm back from work and sometimes taking my Switch to work. Yeah. Because that's the danger with a Switch. You can fucking take yeah. it anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> I, I thought I'd be like that about... Legends Arceus, and I think the fact that, like, all of its tasks are very small, discrete things mm-hmm. and you can pop it into sleep really easily and very just stop size. there. Very bite-sized, very put-downable. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, it, it's why, like, I don't think it's an inherent problem with something like Elden Ring, but the format of not being able to just pop it in sleep mode, like, quickly walk away mm-hmm, mm-hmm. is always a thing I, I think have to the be aware Switch of. definitely has that benefit. Yeah. Of, like, I can just pause this exactly where it is. Yeah. And as long as I'm not playing something online, I can pretty much guarantee I'm just going to come back to it at whatever time. Yes. Which... And that's fine. And I really appreciate that about the Switch. Yeah. Um. Yeah, D-Rock Galactic. D-Rock Galactic. We, um, we, we played a bit together the other day. We did, yeah. Had fun, yeah. yeah you've um, got your four-year anniversary yeah. hat. Uh, I'm about ready to promote my second character. Yeah, you're about... Uh, well, you just on the scout, haven't you? Yeah. You're talking about maybe the driller? Uh, the engineer, I think. Oh, the engineer. Uh, yeah. The one that makes the, the flat the platforms. platforms and yeah. The, um, and the little turrets, yeah. Yes. Yes. I'm um, intrigued. Um... I'm still really enjoying occasionally dropping in for a day of this with you. Yeah. It's been a very nice co-op experience. We should get Steph on sometime. Yeah. And, and have a, have a three-way. Because <laughs> um, I know they've been talking about like wanting to, yeah. to give it more of a go. and It's... Yeah. You know, I've, I've, I've had fun when we've played it with, uh, with, with the friend that got us into it in the first place. Yeah. I see you're drinking out of your Deep Rock Galactic mug. <laughs> Yes, the how how do we have a Deep Rock Galactic mug mug? I don't know if we've told that story on here. I I'm sure we must have we told have that done. story on here. If we yeah. haven't, um, so we got really into playing Deep Rock Galactic together yes. with a friend. We'd been playing it for a few weeks. It was on Game Pass, and at some point, 
Which of us was it? I was washing up. Yeah. And I and I was putting something away in the cupboard, and I was like, we'd clearly used had like people over. Yeah, we'd so used, we'd used more cups than we'd usual. gotten to the back of the mug cupboard. And I was like, is that a Deep Rock Galactic logo? Yeah. So pulled it out. There is a Deep Rock Galactic cup that yeah. you got from a press event. Yeah. It was. It was clearly like. I'd received some press release about the game before it had released, and it was in beta or something, or early access. And I I think it was an unrequested, like, I hadn't asked for it, it just showed up. And I was like, eh, a mug's a mug. And I just happened to own a mug, and then several years later get really into the game the mug was about. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. <laughs> no, no bias there. <laughs> you ate your sugar crystal. I, I ate my stick of, of sugar crystal it fake. It definitely uh, Holomite. Definitely, Definitely Hollowmite. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, it's a fun game. It's fun with people. It's fun solo. There's enough variety with yeah. the the modifiers on the map. The battle pass is free. Yeah. Uh, they have constantly added new content. The the, for the, it. the amount of free content added to the version on Game Pass without charging, like upcharging Game Pass owners for that content, has been surprising and very. Appreciate it. Yeah, there's like four expansion packs for that game. Mm. They are all here is a set of cosmetics yeah. that are all together, and that's all there is to it. Yeah. Um. The like, there's been free cosmetics for uh, winter holiday. I think there was um some Halloween stuff. Yeah. Because I'm pretty sure I've got a, a like a, a pumpkin mask. There's um, special events for their anniversaries yeah. of release. There's yeah. the battle pass they've introduced. They've had, in the past two years, I think, three or four new types of missions. I, I don't play super regularly, but I feel like every time I boot it up with you, there's something I haven't seen before in there. Yeah. And that's really nice. Yeah, it's it's nice that there is so much game in there for your, like, I think it's like 25 quid. Yeah. Yeah. And it regularly goes on sale. Uh, there's no cross-pay between um, Steam and uh, Xbox Game Pass, but that's not the worst yeah. thing in the world. You can st you can still find a lot of people to play with. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what about you? Have you played anything else? Um, the last thing I've been playing, really, is uh, the Daybreak update for uh, Pokemon Legends Arceus. Ooh, yes, uh, free updates. Yeah. Pokemon Day. Uh, yeah, and we'll talk about that Pokemon Presents uh, in the Watched bit. I, I have thoughts and stuff. Uh, but yeah, they did a... F uh, about a month after Legends Arceus came out, there was a free content update. Uh, it added a whole little new quest line and a whole new type of ray, like uh, mass outbreak encounters, and a whole new way to encounter shiny Pokemon, and a bunch of battle uh, content that is all seemingly linked to one of the recent movies, and there is a bunch of like uh, just a bunch of new things dotted around the map to keep you busy. Mm -hmm. um, it is surprisingly featureful for something that was just shadow dropped for free and it it's just a nice batch of did you finish the game and you're working through your pokedex here is a new way of engaging with the post game that can make shiny hunting slash filling out your pokedex um a slightly smoother experience to do perhaps mm -hmm. and yeah it's it's a it's a neat little update nice yeah uh, what about you? You played anything else? Uh, played solo through Viticulture. Yeah. Uh, played through using the Tuscany expansion with the side of the board that doesn't have the orange cards on, for anyone who's interested. 
Um, so new features in that are um, the region, the area control game that's on a little sideboard. Yes. Um, so some uh, spaces will allow you to uh, place down a star mm. on that board and... Um, Whoever owns or has the most in in an area at the end of the game gets victory points based on that. But also, whenever you place anything into it, you will get a um, a victory point for like the second you place it down. So it could be like a summer visitor, a winter visitor, a uh, a grape a a wine order that you need to fill, um, possibly just some lira. And so it's that's like a whole area control thing. But as part of the automa for that. Yeah. Um. They they start with more stars than you have full stop, so you can never completely beat them. Okay. But at the end of the game, they will score all of those on top of the fact that they start on position twenty five on on the track. Okay. So to beat them, you have to get all the way to position twenty five and and then beyond to match whatever's on on the extra board you've got. Okay. So that meant that I had to engage with that. I had to like get okay. I'm gonna put yeah. some um, extra stars out on that just so that at least I meet what yeah. they've got. I don't have to beat them necessarily, yeah. but as long as I meet, I meet them and they don't get it, that's all good. Mm. Um, so that was fun. This is the first time I've beaten the Automa, but I was using mm. a house rule. Yes, this is the the one about drawing one extra or some extra wine. Yeah, so uh, Matthew from Watch It Played and the brothers Murph have both talked about the fact that this is a house rule that they use and I think if they can do it I will allow myself I support this house rule based on my time having played it yeah like it feels like it's um it's way more like forgiving because the number of times we've been like oh I picked the same colour of grape I picked the same colour of grape I picked the same colour of grape all it is is you pick up one more card of whatever type of card you need so if you need to pick up two cards uh, two grapes pick up three grapes put one of them in the discard pile yep just to slightly improve your odds of not stagnating the way that I did in my first game of I've pulled nine or ten grape cards out of the pile and I've only had white grapes and I just need one red grape card to start moving. Yeah. Uh, That is also mitigated. Things like that would also be mitigated a little bit as long as you didn't get too, like, fixated on it in that you could potentially start making white wines and then just sell the wine. Yeah. Because there are spots now for just sell a wine. Yeah. Or just uh trade a grape for a something else, a victory yeah. points and money. Yeah. There's there's like a few more little um spots in various yeah. seasons that will help you fill that out. I I that is appreciated, but also I think that house rule makes sense. Oh yeah, absolutely. I I really like that house rule. And I I think if like some of the biggest names on YouTube yeah. board gaming will allow it. I will allow it as well. I I think generally with anything involving randomised pulls from a deck of cards, anything that can minimise a little of that randomness is uh, appreciated. And it's something that we're going to introduce into Gloomhaven Jaws of the Lion as well. But we'll talk about that in a little bit. Yeah. Um, For the reasons of that, stay tuned. Um, Yeah, so that was Viticulture. I had a really good time playing through that solo again uh, while you were doing other gamings. That was good. Uh, You played anything else? No, I think that's it for me. Well then, (gasps) time for this.
Oh, well, that was a, a, a good things that we've played. Yeah, yeah. I it's nice, yeah. nice to do a. It's it's always nice to be enthused about something. And to to, to just go over the the, the things. Oh, oh. You think you enjoy things, do you? Uh, you pr- pretty sure I do. Yeah. Oh uh, well, do you know the manufacturing date of when this went to print? Um, I mean, probably it probably says on like the third page or something. It usually. Yeah. Uh, do you know it off the top of your head? No, I don't think so. Fake nerds. I mean. I enjoy playing the game. Well, that 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 means nothing. Don't you know the minute the minute facts? No, not really. I just, I mean, I don't even play it properly. I just like do the swingy back and forth thing. Uh, I, I, but 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 that's not how you do it. I mean, that's not how it was designed. But that's how I have fun with it, and I, I paid my money for it. But, so but I'm following gonna... the rules. I'm following enough rules. I don't have to follow rules in my downtime. Oh no. I'm not hurting anyone. Oh no. You're having fun. Yeah, you oh, can do no. it too. Ah, my one weakness being allowed to just have fun you and not make everything fun. a competition. Oh no. You just have fun. It's ah. nice when people enjoy things. Ah, I'm, I've been defeated. Oh, oh no. Are you okay? Yeah. Yeah? Would you like a, would you like a soul spawn or oh. something? So much of my identity is everything being difficult. I mean, you can play a hard game. I've got... Uh, I can get you Kai- Kaizo Mario. <gasps> oh, okay. You can play that. That could be fun. Yeah, yeah. it's real hard. I yeah. can't do that. Yeah. Oh, look at you, Twitch skills. Go on. Yeah. Yay. Ta- oh, you did it. You got past the thing. Yeah. Yeah, I couldn't do that. Look at you go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Right, okay, we're, yes. we're all ready for the, for the meeting, everyone? Yes, yes. Um, so we've announced we've announced the new Pokemon. We've announced yes, it. Uh, they, very everyone exciting. seems very excited about it. Everyone loves my Littus Cat. I'm very uh, happy about that. I worked very, very hard on that Everyone's exci- cat. very excited about my Apple Crocodile. As adorable little Apple cro- um, Crocodile and the uh, Autistic Blue Duck. Oh, the Autistic Blue Duck was a good team effort, I, I must I, say. I th- I'm glad we worked very hard on that one. I, yes. I think they, they look like a fancy little friend and I'm ready for them to be studious and good. Indeed. So we, we do have to... To work on um, the the other the the, the later forms. Yes, the evolution. The evolutions. Yes. yes, and this is often where we get into problems. Yes, I mean we've had it with uh, almost every every kind of Pokemon we've invented so far. Yes, uh, someone's made it horny. Yes, someone's uh, made it a sex thing. Exactly. So, someone's <sighs> someone's someone's put a winky on it, and oh. then now. Now, now, what do we do? So, uh, well, what do we do this time? How can we make them evolve in a way that that they're not going to make into a sex thing? Exactly. Well, I guess we we try to avoid making humanoid for start. Okay. Yes. Yes. I see. Hmm. Okay. Oh let's... no. Hmm. Uh, yes. I'm I'm googling. Oh, um, they've, there's, all, they've there's already, already, already fa- there's already fan art. They've just they've just got them sexy on all fours. Uh, yes, I I see that they're yeah. on all fours. What if uh ooh uh what if we made them look more fearsome? Oh no! Now they're just having them sort of, sort of bite, bite playfully on the person. Okay, that's not going to work. Uh, yes. What's this, uh, Daddy? I'm sorry, Daddy. I mean, uh, what, Daddy? I'm uh, sorry. Uh, what, yes, Daddy? yes. Uh, that's. Uh, yeah. mm. Mm, yes, that's slightly concerning. Okay. What? Um. 
Okay, well, well, I don't know. What if we made them taller, more, more, uh, more intimidating that way? Oh no, oh, mm, no. I'm googling. Oh. Uh, we've we've got the Lady Demidresque effect yes, going yeah, I on. See, I see the step. Everyone there. wants to be I... stepped on by the big form of the blue duck now. Yes, the big form of the blue duck, just a big flippy flap. Yes, flippy down. flap step on me. Yeah, apparently so, and that's a lot, a lot of space, I suppose. With the, with the, oh, with the oh, web toes no. there. No. Web toes. Oh, oh, God. Somebody's put six titties on the on the letters cat. Why, oh, why did no. they do that to my letters cat? Why would they do that to your letters cat? Why would they cat? do that to my letters cat? I mean, I just made them tall and slightly more feminine and oh, gave them slightly no. more human-shaped eyes. So when they grew up, uh, how could I have possibly foreseen this thing? I wish they wouldn't keep doing this. What, what Dare I ask what they've done to Apple Dinosaur? Oh, you don't, you don't. Hmm. Oh my oh. goodness! That's... Yes, yes, they inserted that right in that's there. A, 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 the whole thing. The whole thing. That's not how you use that's, an apricorn. That's not how you use an apricorn. <laughs> so, <gasps> what have you put in your eyes? Uh, well, I was talking about the Pokemon Legends uh, Arceus update a minute yeah. ago, so why not? I'll talk why about Pokemon not? Presents for Pokemon, Pokemon Day. Uh, February 27th is the release day of Pokemon um, Red and Green in the U- uh, in, in Japan, mm-hmm. and every year they do a little celebration, and this year they did a 15-minute long presentation. Um, they kind of let the sales out of their own excitement in that they announced a week of announcements leading up to Pokemon Day. Right. And then used the Pokemon Presents to, for the first, like, eight minutes, talk about the things they'd announced earlier in the week. Like, almost half of that presentation was the things they'd just spent a week announcing, mm. which is, like, a weird... Do it, do one or the other. It feels weird to do it in both places. Yeah. Um, that being said, there was the, the Daybreak update for Legends Arceus. That's great. Mm-hmm. Um... They added uh, Shaman, which is one of the mythicals from Brilliant uh, Brilliant Diamond Shining Pearl, um, mm-hmm. which is not shiny locked, which is great. Um, and it's been officially added as an event, so that's cool. Uh, but the big thing was Generation 9, Pokemon Scarlet and Pokemon Violet yeah. coming out late this year. Mm-hmm. Um, proper full open world, uh, not the Monster Hunter style segmented zones. Um seems to be set in Spain slash Portugal, based on the parts of the map we can see have a very distinctive square shape that is surrounded by water that is the sort of Spain and Portugal block in the real world. Um, It looks to very much be from what this trailer showed, showing off like the Pokemon Legends Arceus style, big sprawling open world zones, Pokemon roaming in the overworld. Uh, but also big towns and cities and presumably gyms and stuff like that and more of the battle content. Um, it looks really cool. It looks a bit technically rough, but so did Legends Arceus when it was first shown. Um, I genuinely really appreciate the Pokemon Company being willing to show footage of games even when it's like, look, it's early, it's rough, but mm. like this is what we're doing. Have faith, we're working um, on it, it'll get polished. Yeah, and I think a lot of people after like the turnaround from going, oh, Legends Arceus looks terrible too, actually it looks pretty good in person, I think a lot of people are more willing to be forgiving of this mm-hmm. trailer. Um, but the most important thing, new starter Pokemon, one of them's a blue duck. 
It's very earnest and tidy, apparently. It's Quaxel. Quaxel. They've made an autistic blue duck. How do you feel that now you're a Pokemon? It's me, I'm a Pokemon. I, as someone who has always gone for the fire-type starter first as my primary starter in every Pokemon game Mm -hmm. where you've got the uh, fire, water, and grass trio... Yeah, I'm defecting to water. I'm having my water duck. You've had enough of the tiny red baby dragon, is it? Uh, it looks sort of like a crocodile. Yeah. Um, so the, the, there's a funny thing to the crocodile. So male crocodiles are called bulls, and the fire-type starters uh, fit on the uh, zodiac animals. Right. And one of the animals on the zodiac is the bull. Uh, and that's why it's a, it's a it's a bull, a male crocodile, uh, it's a crocodile, fire crocodile. Which is that's, yeah, that's a, that's a little fact right there. That's very cool. Um, but yeah, there, there's a cool looking grass cat and a fire apple crocodile, but it's all about the autistic blue duck. Lettuce cat. Lettuce, lettuce cat. Lettuce cat. cat. Don't sexualize lettuce cat. Let please. lettuce cat stay a four legged cat. Uh-huh. Because you know if Lettuce Cat stands up... Lettuce Cat gonna get tits. Lettuce Cat gonna get tits. Uh, so yeah, Pokemon Presents, I'm still several days later just buzzing at like, oh, we got Pokemon Legends Arceus, huge Pokemon game that I'm going to be playing for ages, and there's another Pokemon the end of this year. I'm... And like, and all the free updates to yeah, stuff that yeah, happened along the way. Yeah. there was... Uh, Brilliant Diamond Shining Pearl updates as well. Yeah, yeah, that 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 just got the Shame In update. Um, Brilliant uh, Arceus just got the Daybreak update. Yeah, within probably twelve months, we will have had kind of me- mediocre but existent Brilliant Diamond Shining Pearl, Legends Arceus, and updates, and Gen Nine in the space of twelve months. Pew, 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 pew. It's a very good time to like Pokemon. Yeah. So, which is your favourite of the red and blue Pokemons? The red and blue Pokemons. Well, red and blue. Yeah. Uh, Ruby and Sapphire. Yep. Um, <laughs> uh, fire red and... Leaf green Leaf... is... Yeah. Yeah. It's close... Yeah, it's... There's... Um... <laughs> and I, Scarlet I... and Violet. Uh, I don't know enough about Scarlet and Violet to place it on that ranking yet. I'm excited, but that's uh, that's entirely hype. Um, Fire Red and Leaf Green were amazing remakes of where I got started on Pokemon. They're wonderful. They're great. But yeah, this is another Red and Blue. It sure seems <laughs> like they're trying to do a soft reboot, kind of. And I think that makes sense, considering this will be the first properly open world 3D Pokemon. It also, seemed, which, yeah. what, 25 years since the first one? Yeah. They they were like, yeah, here we're, we're starting with... yeah, It's what, Pokemon 4, a new generation. Exactly. This is the red and blue for for today. For Gen 9. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Forget being Xenials, you're now Gen 9. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what about you? What did you watch this week? Um, I I watched uh, Shelfside's review of Gloomhaven. Mm-hmm. A game that's been out a while, you might think. <laughs> yep, yep. But... I feel like in the last couple of years, we've started to see people actually finishing Gloomhaven. Yes. And now is the time when they've gone, okay, we're going to fucking review it. Like, mm. properly review it based on having played through it. Not a, we played through three or four sessions, yeah. here is our thoughts on it. Yeah. We You cannot possibly expect us to review all of this content. Yes. And it is an hour and a half long video. How? It's a fucking movie. Yeah, how how was it? Um, they make some very good points, yeah. and I'm I have a feeling that 
there will probably be some pissed off gamer bros. Yeah. Because we have those in board games too. I mean, probably some pissed off gamer bros who themselves haven't finished it. <laughs> probably. But the... So there's there's two of them reviewing it. Mm. One of them gave it a, as a personal solid... like So yeah. overall, first announcement was it's a 7 out of 10. It's a yeah. good game. Yes. On and that like they make a whole point to show there. Here is what a one to ten is. Yeah. Here is what we would call all of those ten. Seven is good. Yeah. Don't be fucking American yeah. high school grading system and assume that anything below a C is absolute shit garbage. Yeah. So it's a solid seven out of ten. One of the, the person who was reviewing it personal rating ten out of ten. Mm. The other one four out of ten. Yes. He doesn't like programming games. Yeah. It was never going to be for him. There's too much content and it can get samey. Yeah. And even the one who gave it a 10 out of 10 said, yes, it can get samey because there are only so many types of creatures. Yeah. I think there's like 35 different types of creatures in this game. Mm. By the time you've done 60 out of 95 missions. Yeah. It's understandable you're going to have seen them a lot. Yeah. And even leveling them up. You can only make so many differences. Yes. Yes. They might become more powerful, they might have resistances to things, or they might cause you more issues in certain ways. Hmm. They might start flying, fuck knows. Yeah. Um, but they're not going to be fundamentally different, and you're just going to have to accept you can only fit so much in a box. Yes. And that's fine. Um, yeah. They talked about the possibility of, hey, you might just consider the idea of going, fuck it, Ignore all of the the red seal stickers on the boxes and just play it as a game. Yeah. I just want to read through the manual, pick a thing, and play whatever character at, say, level 9. Yeah. Doesn't know if anyone's done that, but you could. Yeah. Like, just as... If you you don't want to be so intimidated by that game, but you've got a hundred bucks to drop on it, like, I think uh, the cheapest I've seen it recently is, like, 80 quid. Yeah. um, For base game Gloomhaven. Um, there are expansions for it as well. Yeah. Um, like it's a lot of content. The story is maybe not the best in the world. Yeah. Um, it's a it's a dungeon crawler story. It's it's a dungeon crawler. Sometimes things are a bit disjointed because, yeah. especially if you go back and do something from earlier, like a much earlier mission. Yes. If like, you I found this in Gloomhaven yeah. Digital. Like, there is a character that you meet very early on, they ask you to do some missions, you do some missions, and then there's uh, someone that sort of sows a seed of doubt of this person is bad. Yes. You can go down a hole, I'm going to chase them down and kill them, you can mm. go down a I'm going to support everything they do. Yeah. And the story branches in that way. But there isn't necessarily anything that shuts off Okay. Even once you've killed that character, hasn't shut off the, I'm going to go and do some things related to them. So if you yeah. read the book, you are going to have some choose-your-own-adventure shit of, yeah. hang on, I'm sure I killed this person. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's okay, I kept my thumb on the page. Yeah. Um, it's fine. Yeah. Like, you're probably not even going to remember most of the plot by the time you've played this for two, three years, potentially. Um, so yeah, it's it's a very long review. I've told you what the scores are going to be. It's worth watching if you want a detailed breakdown, if you're still on the fence. Uh, there are points in that video where they tell you just to stop watching if you don't want spoilers for certain things. But at the end of the day, it's fairly non-spoilery. Like, they've mm. done a good job of, hey, 
of the locked characters, we're just going to talk about them in the form of symbols. Yeah. We're going to talk about, like, we're going to make a hypothetical based on something that sounds like the yeah. sort of shit that goes on with some of these characters. Yeah. Um. So you don't have to worry too much about spoilers, but yeah. if the names of certain things are going to spoil you, there will be a point in that video where they tell you to stop watching. Yeah. And I've already told you how it ends, pretty much, <laughs> so... Yeah, they they put an awful lot of effort into that video, so if you're interested at all, go check it out. Yeah. What about you? What have you watched? Uh, the, I've been binging a lot of, like, um, educational YouTube videos from a couple of YouTube channels. Mm -hmm. uh, Wendover Productions and, uh, what's the other one? Um, Half as Interesting. Mm -hmm. uh, both of which have focused largely on things like supply chain logistics and... Transport logistics mm -hmm. and I watched the one the, about Toyota factories and uh yes that was to do with uh the global supply chain issues uh let me let me find that was uh, Wendover Productions why are there so now so many shortages of brackets it's not COVID mm -hmm. uh about short uh, short stock supply chains yes. and where they came about and Just how they yeah just in time supply chains and how they're sort of failing mm -hmm. now mm -hmm. under minimal stress uh but some other ones. Why are trains so expensive? Uh, the conspiracy theory that the Middle Ages never happened. What? Uh, oh, yeah. Okay, I'll summarise very quickly. There is a conspiracy theory that the Middle Ages never happened based on... You know how leap years are a thing, where we add a day on uh -huh. uh, every four years? And they assume we left... Okay, so... Lost an entire Dark Ages. Uh -huh. um, so... Uh, adding a day every four years isn't actually quite perfect to the rotation around the Earth. We actually have to take a day off every X number of years as well to balance it out. And the 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 allegation is that like if you didn't do that for a certain number of years, it would make the calendar a certain amount off, and that's proof that the Middle Ages never happened. But the calendar's changed several times anyway. Exactly. So it's a nonsense conspiracy theory, but it goes into the bullshit circular maths that someone tried to uh, use. Yeah. And like the argument that the conspiracy theorists will use is that um some Roman emperors were trying to um exaggerate the scale of their rule by inventing several hundred years. I mean, that sounds like the kind of thing they do. It would, but the problem is that, like, other places around the world document those hundreds of years happening, yes. so the Romans would have had to convince everyone on the planet to also invent those couple of hundred years, and yeah. it's clearly fucking nonsense. What, and Eurocentric bollocks? Yeah, it's fascinating nonsense. <laughs> Let me guess, most of the people who believe this are white. Oh, of course they are. <laughs> the uh, aliens built the pyramids types. Of um, course. Uh, the Incredible Logistics of Grocery Stores was a good one. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, just... Uh, oh, there's a good one on Wendover Productions called The Electric, the electric Vehicle Charging Problem mm -hmm. that talks about electric cars have sort of hit the sweet spot of mileage and price and all of the things they need to other than ability to charge them uh, quickly and at lots of places right. and the problems with overcoming that hurdle without uh, nationalisation right. of uh, electric vehicle charging positions. How about Nationalization. Exactly, right? <laughs> yeah, it, it, it basically talks about how private uh, private companies are fucking up the chances of there being a consistent, like, the equivalent of petrol stations. What? Yeah. Um, what about you? What have you been watching? Okay. <laughs> yeah. Are we, are we getting into Frosthaven? Yeah. 
So, <laughs> in their Kickstarter update, uh, number 101, I didn't kickstart it, I late-backed it. And by late-backed it, I ordered it through a supplier who are one of the official people who will be supplying it along yeah. with um, UK control of, of um, distribution for, for the Kickstarter. Because they do a lot of that. Um, so I follow the Kickstarter to find out the updates. Yeah. They've just released update 102. And in that is a, da a download link to a PDF of the manual mostly. Yes. The, the, the appendices have been removed. So you can't just look at the full item list and get spoilers early. Yes. Well, I mean, so there's one appendix in there which is about monster movement. Yeah. Because some of that has been slightly refined mm. uh, based uh, from... From Gloomhaven, some of it is based on uh, Jaws the Lion stuff. Some of it is based on things they encountered when people start playing it digitally. Yeah. Because when you can play the game much faster, or when you have to think about things from a programming point of view, it sometimes it, it flags things that yeah. are like, oh, this would be so much more sensible if this. Yes. Um. So they have thought about that now, and that stuff is in there. Yeah. Um. But yes, I've read the entire Gloom uh, Frosthaven manual as yeah. it exists, as it is available. Uh, if you've played Gloomhaven, there is some some really nice like you only have to read the highlighted blue boxes up until this chapter, ah, and yeah. then you have to consider everything new. Yes. Um, but apart from that, it's really simple to read. Yes. Um, because I've played some Gloomhaven digital, I got a lot of it. Yeah. I, I still read through like I the bits I was very easy to skim yeah but a lot of it was just like yeah okay that's fine that's fine yeah I get that and then it just gets into the and how the outpost of Frosthaven works and that is fascinating I am fascinated by this very very complicated city we will be doing city management of between missions city building and crafting and uh, and and brewing potions. Yeah. And like the way all of that is going to work, and the way all of yeah. that is going to be made really easy to read. Yeah. Between yeah, go do your dungeon crawler, and then come back to do Stardew Valley with uh, tower defense, sort of. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. And oh, uh, a monster destroyed a building. Now you're gonna have to repair it before you can use it again. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to spoil it for anyone if, yeah. if if like you're waiting for that thing, but cool shit, it's gonna happen. I feel yeah. like the things I've said now are nothing more than was it what was in yeah. the Kickstarter video. Um, so I'm fascinated by the number of insert rule sticker here. Yeah, there's a lot of blank space of uh, either um just insert rule sticker here, and this rule will flow with this area of the thing. So you can guess what you fucking want about that. Yeah. But also things like, oh, this whole area that has rules written on it you're gonna is also a sticker spot. So yeah, you're going to cover... This might all change. Yeah, yeah. Um, what was that house rule you were considering <clears throat> bringing into George Okay, Orion? so yeah. a thing that they've been talking about with... Um, it, it, it came up a lot in Gloomhaven Digital. It came up a lot in Gloomhaven of people having problems with the uh, personal... Uh, the battle goals, not personal quests. Yes, personal quests is something different. Battle goals are you're going on a mission, you're dealt two cards, you pick one, and yeah. you try and complete that thing without telling anyone else at the table what that thing is. Yeah, to get a tick towards an upgrade to your deck, which is a very important thing if you can get it. Yeah, if you can get your modifier deck adjusted, 
as many of those ticks as possible are great. It's worth going out your way to do it. Not completely out of your way. It fucks the mission. Well, this is it. It's the last Jaws of the Lion Gloomhaven match we did. One of our players, we we open discussed what it was because he was struggling. Because it was getting frustrating Um, to be fair. Um, the two he was dealt were both ones that were completely antithetical to his character style, and he picked the lesser of two evils and had to completely not play the way he wanted to to make it work. And... Which meant that everyone else was tra- having to play yeah. in ways that their characters were not designed for, and also they hadn't picked suitable cards for going into the mission. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it got to a point, it's like, why aren't you killing... Elites, I think it was specifically. Yes. Uh, and this yes. was just elite after elite after elite. Well, the problem is, is his deck was built around uh, doing splash damage. So even if he tried to attack the non-elites, it would damage the elites yeah. next to them. And his whole thing is everything come at me and I'll attack you all at once, which he couldn't do. So the thing they've added for Frosthaven is you just pick three instead of two, or pick yeah. from three instead of two. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I feel so like that will probably help. Like I feel that there are. Only, like, there's there's a few things that are, like, the opposite of each other. So if you can't do one of those, you should technically be able to do the other. Yeah. And that, as they've, I guess they've balanced it enough to go, hey, if you pick three, you are 100% going to have at least something that applies to um, your type of character. That doesn't completely way. shut down your, yeah. play, your play style yeah. entirely. You might have to do something fiddly. Yeah. But you're not going to have to completely not play your character. So our group have mutually agreed that we will add that into Jaws of the Lion. I think, I yeah. I believe they're talking about adding it to Gloomhaven Digital. Yeah. And I know people who play are playing through Gloomhaven campaigns at the moment who are adding that in now. Yeah, I think much like Viticulture, it's just a nice quality of life yeah. fix. Uh, the other one that's, that's come up from that and I think is already in Gloomhaven Digital is um, Pushing and Pulling Rules. Yeah, Because in the base game, you cannot... If you can't fully push someone or pull someone, you cannot do any of that action. Yeah, so if you've got a pull of three and an enemy is two spaces away from you, you can't pull them the two spaces towards you because, yep. you know, you've got to pull them three, though. Exactly three. Yep. Um, so that's been changed to pull or push what you can, as long as it's something. Yeah. As long it, as it's not yeah. nothing, you're but fine. Above zero, but equal to or below um, what, the whatever the number is. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um They've simplified a lot of the the symbology on the card. They flag things as, as uh, hey, you absolutely have to do this or not on certain cards. Yeah. Um. There are some very cool rules about how certain things work. Yeah. It was it was a good afternoon spent reading through that manual, getting I'm... very excited for a game. We might have to wait eh, most of another year for. <laughs> we'll get there. We'll get there. No, but uh, like I've I've. God, I feel so sorry for anyone who is currently in the the comments section on that Kickstarter because people are antsy. Yeah. Despite all of the updates they get, the the proper information they get, people are real shitty in there. Oh. But there are equally as many people just taking the piss out of the people being shitty. Yay! So it seems to be relatively self-balancing. But yeah. Um, that that's the Frosthaven manual. It's yeah. available on the Kickstarter for anyone who wants to read it. Uh, what did, else? Uh, that's everything I put into my eyes this week. I think. What about you? Did you pop anything else in your eyes? I watched uh, 
So this this popped up into, into my YouTube recommended, and it's not something that I have any idea how it got there. It's the an 1871 Candy Drop Roller restoration on the Rescue and Restore channel. Okay, so we're repairing old machinery. Into... So imagine like uh like a like a pasta. Oh, is this like the 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 taffy sort of uh, put, pulling like, machines? Yeah, well, not like not a puller. No. It's yeah, got yeah, little it's... indents in. Yeah. And as you roll it, it will make like uh, like uh, little balls of like um, hard candies. Yeah. Okay. Um. So they like they like took all of it apart, and um they um like covered it in rust remover, and then they cleaned it all down. They like sanded any pits out. Mm. They uh then completely recoated it. So it ah uh, there's the. I should not have been making the noises I made while watching no, this. No, this thing. sounds very satisfying. Like, oh yeah, just it's, coat it. Oh, just coat it. Mm, that looks real good. This sounds yeah. really satisfying. It's I, it's on my Facebook because I reshared yeah. it with and a bunch of people. Were like I've had that. Yeah. Um, and then we had some very interesting conversations about how nice it is to just watch restoration videos. Yeah. Um. Yeah. There's just some very satisfying. Yeah. Like just repairing of this thing. And then at the end they make actual candy with it. Oh. Um. So it's it's quite fun to get yeah, watch, yeah. watch that. But like as it's coming together and they're starting to put it all back together and there's like these huge brass bits and they're all nice and shiny and like other bits have just like had a really nice um glossy red metallic coating on. Oh. And it just oh it looks it looks so good. Um. And then they make candy with it, which is Yay. fun. Um. So yeah, that that is. A th- thing I watched for some reason. That sounds very satisfying. It was so satisfying. <laughs> uh, the last thing I watched was uh, Vampires Are Real According to Murder, She Wrote on the oh, Pushing Up Roses channel. I watched this with you. <laughs> uh, b- That's a wild episode of Murder, She Wrote. Yep. Very good breakdown of a wild murder mystery. If you are able to watch it, go watch it. But apparently uh, the company that owned Murder, She Wrote have... Copyright claimed it, so a bunch of people cannot watch it. Oh, um, Roses is very sad because she put a lot of it work into that. Yeah, video. it's a good one. Go go watch that on the Pushing Up Roses uh, yeah. YouTube channel. Um, yeah, I, I love those breakdowns because oh. she put so much effort into it and points out stuff I just wouldn't have thought. Yeah, oh, who needs that many ladders? Who does need that many ladders? Are they having a wrestling match? I don't know. <laughs> anyway, that's everything I put in my eyes this week. <gasps> well then. For this. Oh, I've got a new sponsor. Who's our new sponsor? Well, do you enjoy meal kit delivery services? Well, I mean, I like the idea, you know. They send you all the ingredients for a yeah. delicious, fresh, home cooked meal. Yeah, it's all the pre packaged stuff, so I can just. I've got everything I need. You've got everything meal. you need, and then you've got to make a meal. Yeah. They've well, sent I mean, you some work. You've paid for I someone mean, to deliver you yeah, some work. It is like getting an IKEA flat pack, isn't it? Yeah, like, right? Like, normally, you get a recipe book, and then you. Flick through it once and go, yeah. oh, that looks nice. And then you never look at it again. Yeah, but now I've got to make it. The stuff's here and it's now, fresh. I have to do it. They've sent that now. They've they've oh. sent you not only a recipe, yeah. only one though. They've sent you yeah. a recipe and a bunch of ingredients. And it's well, like, see, oh, well, now there's mounting pressure. See, this is the problem. I was going to say I like the idea, and the second I start thinking about it, I'm like, I don't actually like the idea. I don't like the idea. That sounds like work, Sean. I like the idea of the meal. Yeah. What if I could just have the meal show up yeah. and not have to IKEA it? Right? Uh, but, like, not actually just ordering takeaway. No, not I want, quite like, that. 
No, I want to feel like a fresh meal yeah. has been cooked, but I don't have to do it. Yeah. Well, this week's sponsor is Sort of Fresh. Oh, yeah. It's, uh, sort of Fresh. Yeah. yeah. It's uh, it's it's been cooked. It's pre-assembled, pre-prepared. It's it's oh, all yeah. it's all made and prepared. So, and so all they, you have to do, yeah, stick in the microwave. So they got all the fresh pre-portioned ingredients and made them into a dinner, and then just gave me that, so I can just heat that up. Yeah. Oh, that sounds great. Yeah. So it's all the things made. I mean, and then you just stick it in the oven. In the, in, is, in is the microwave. Just a, is this not? No. Is this not just a ready meal? No, it's also not meals on meals. No, definitely a different thing. Definitely a different thing. It's sort of fresh. I mean, I'm looking at the price. It's definitely, definitely a different thing. Definitely a different thing. And when they say meal for one, it is at least a meal for one. At least. At least. It's a good portion size. You you might even have a little bit of leftover for the morning. Unless you get that craving later and say, like, oh, I can probably squeeze it in now, it's gone yeah. down a bit. I mean, it's still sort of fresh. It's still sort of fresh. It's still, you know, relatively warm. Uh, the only problem is you can't re reheat it once you've reheated it to eat I'll, it. Okay, I'll just eat it cold out of the fridge, I guess. Yeah, so that's sort of fresh. Head over there and enter the code QNPS203 and get 203 meals for the price of uh, 205. Yeah. So, yeah, you probably... I don't think that's a very good no. deal. No. That's a bad, that's a bad huh. deal, but you can get that if you yeah. want. Sort of fresh. Overpriced Meals on Wheels. Check it out. Inside the boardroom of Supremacy Software. Hi. Hi. So, uh... Yeah. Yeah, the staff are still trying to do that whole union thing. Why? Uh, well, apparently they want things to change and they want us to give, give them more stuff. <laughs> but we released a new game to distract them from, from the thing. Well, exactly, but apparently people working on the game still upset that we don't pay them properly, etc, etc. They don't even like the flogging, apparently. What? I pay a for- oh, no, uh, what? I mean, what? Yeah, yeah, what? No. I mean, I don't know why they wouldn't enjoy that. We we bought very nice whips. We did. So I've been I've I've been continuing to think about how we can deal with this whole union problem. Yeah, yeah. So here is my new plan. Um, you know, we recently released that very hard combat game where oh it's, yeah, you know the the whole tagline get better at games, get better at games, get yeah. better at games. Yeah. yeah. So I'm thinking, You're not good like, at this game, get better at games. Exactly. So I'm Scrub. thinking, like, what if we treated, uh, you know, we've been trying to, I, I'm going to be very careful how I word this, bust up the union, not putting the words the other way around. Yeah. Um, but, like, that's apparently a big taboo. So I've been thinking we rebrand it. We're right. not uh, busting the union. Yeah. We're uh, creating challenging gameplay for our employees. Exactly. I mean, we've gamified everything. We should be able to gamify our workforce. Exactly. Uh, if 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 gamers enjoy being viciously beaten over and over and not allowed to progress or reach their goals... Why aren't developers also like that? Exactly. Surely... Surely to understand what makes a good game, they yeah. have to experience. They, they should have to be miserable and get whipped by a, I don't know, a big tree person or something. 
I, I, I could get a costume, like a yeah. ghillie suit or something. Yeah, dress up like that one, uh, that one character from that uh, space superhero film, the the tree one, and do the whipping like that. Yeah, yeah. Because, like, look, I think, I think, as long as we say get better at being union organizers, right? There we go. We rebranded. We yeah, rebranded you're the whole bad at this. Get gooder. Yeah. And also, if you're not experiencing the game, yeah. uh, the the game-making process in the way that we say that you should, then you're not good enough. You are a fucking genius. I know. So, <gasps> what have you put in your ears? Uh, I've not put a lot in my ears this week. Same. Uh, because I've been playing a bunch of stuff, uh, it's been one of those kind of weeks. Uh, I listened to a couple of new bits of music. Uh, I listened to a new, uh, well, not a new, new to me. I hadn't listened to it before. A track by Kimya Dawson called My Mom. Mm-hmm. Um, it is a song about when someone in your life is struggling and you're like, I just want everything to be okay with you, for you mm-hmm. because things have been rough for everyone around me recently and you're the tipping point. I can't have anything bad happen to you now. Mm-hmm. Um but in Kimya Dawson's typical sort of playful light tune underpinning the kind of, uh, uh, at times, sad lyrics. Mm. Um, beautiful, beautiful piece of music. Um, I also listened to a track called St. James Infirmary, um, mm-hmm. and this is a version of the of the song by a band called the Bridge City Sinners. Uh, mm-hmm. The Bridge City Sinners, yes. So this is a blues track that, like, is very popular. Uh, I mainly know it because I've seen five or six different bands perform it at that live music night out we go to sometimes oh, okay. in the downstairs room where they'll sometimes have like blues and stuff going okay um it is a beautiful haunting macabre track um it is a piece of blues music about someone who has to walk in on their child having died being laid out on a hospital table and it is just like a really heartbreaking bit of blues um it is very melancholy, but like very beautifully put together for something so dark in tone. It's mm-hmm. it's the kind of thing that I think the blues as a genre can really like can really pull out very well. Okay. Um, and this was a good version of that track, yeah. but yeah, I it was nice to sit and listen to it, um, not being performed live and like have a proper listen. Yeah, not being jostled and not yeah. being in a room that's way too hot. It's 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 a favorite of several bands that have played that event that we go to. Um, but then other than that, all I've really done is I've been listening to a bunch more Bears in Trees because in trees. having gone and seen them live, I was like, oh, they're real good. They're, they're real, real good. good. Um, I'm going to name a couple of tracks that I've particularly been listening to um, by them. Uh, Reverberate, um, Heaven Scent is a Coffee Cup, uh, Permanence, Sitting Pretty, and possibly my favourite one, Ramblings of a Lunatic, mm-hmm. um, which is about someone struggling to come out of heavy writer's block um, while dealing with... Um, depression at the loss of friends Mm. and trying to get out of that hole back into the creative process it is a beautiful track Mm -hmm. uh i think that's it for me what about you what have you been listening to uh not a huge amount i listened to a one hour mix uh on the uh zeox uh uh, zeox music channel on youtube they do lots of mixes of Best of X genre this mm. month, uh, and this was January 2022's Glitch Hop, Best of Glitch Hop Mix. 
it's nice to hear some good glitch hop. I've not really listened to new glitch hop for a while, so it was nice to just check in on how that genre is doing because I, I, I like it. It's sonically interesting and and rich and weird and glitchy noise make feel good. Yay! That, that's all I could say about that. Um, one I found on TikTok because yeah. we love to find music on TikTok now, apparently. Yeah. If the Bee Gees performed Wonderwall oh, by Joshi yes. and New Music. I, I'm aware of this person. I, I came across you listening to some of this, something of theirs. In, encountered them on TikTok. I was like, uh, and like one of the like captions on the screen yeah. was, I'm going to be releasing a full version of this on Wednesday. Yeah. I was like, oh, I'll, ch- yeah. I'll, I'll check YouTube. And, and there it was the following day. Yeah. And I don't like Wonderwall as a track. Yeah. But... That is definitely what the Bee Gees would sound like if they did Wonderwall. <laughs> uh, they have an incredible voice and an incredible yeah. setup, and if you want to, if you're into any part of that, give it a listen because yeah. it's 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 a fun little track that they've done really well. Yay! Um, and the other one was also a TikTok mashup, <laughs> to the point where it's just labelled on YouTube as Toxic X Pony TikTok mashup. Yeah. Um. So it's toxic. Yeah. Um, with uh I'm guessing the track's called Pony. Yeah. Um that yes. Um it's it's I've watched someone in a sloth costume strip in front or uh, or do stripper dancing in front of their mum and it was fantastic. It 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 was quite a thing. It's a great TikTok. Um and and that's why I was like, I wanna track down that piece of music. Yeah. It's good. Um well, that is that is everything I listen to. Not a huge amount, but oh, we had fun and thanks TikTok for recommending me tunes. Yeah. Yeah. Well then, time for this. You uh you want some of that? Mm, yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, you know, a lot of people seem to be using those, um, those weighted blankets. Oh know, yeah, yeah, those heavy blankets in it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, heavy blankets, right? And you know why that is? Yeah. Oh, I don't, I don't know. Let me know. Well, right. Turns out, human beings, yeah, are just like tofu. Is that so? I know. Yeah. You know how, like, when you get tofu, you got to, like, wet, put some weight on it? Unless you get the special stuff that you don't need to do yeah, that with. But, like, normally, yeah, you get, like, you put, like, a weight on top of it. Or you, yeah. If you fancy, maybe you've got a lot of proper press, yeah? And you squeeze the juice out of it, and then you've got, like, good tofu yeah, you yeah, can cook oh, with, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, human beings, yeah, are like tofu. They're, in fact, they're just anxiety tofu. Oh, I see. They're just like a lump that's got a bunch of excess anxiety in it. Yeah. Sloshing about. Yeah, right. So what you do, you put the blanket on, yeah, the heavy blanket. Squash out all the anxiety. Squeeze out all the anxiety juice. And then they market that. They, They bottle that up. And they sell it on on that uh, Gwyneth Paltrow thing. Oh, is that what that stuff is? Yeah, yeah. 
she's uh, made some crystallised some of it, stuck it up a, you know, you stuck it up a what, whatever, whatever she calls it now, and uh, and and yeah, that's a that's, sacred portal or something. Um, yeah, there's probably some weird word for it or something or other, but yeah, yeah. You probably shouldn't sit crystallised anxiety up there, but you know I'm not. I mean, I'm, I wouldn't if I were me. I'm I'm no scientist, but uh, you know I would uh, I would probably stay away from uh, you know weird tofu excretions. Join us here today for another amazing, amazing wrestling match. The crowd are absolutely going wild in the aisles today. Oh, goodness. I cannot wait to see which of our competitors is going to come out on top today. Okay, and stepping stepping into the arena, first of all. Okay, we got Kurt there. Kurt, he's got the little hat. That's his whole thing. Yeah, he's got his uh, fancy little, uh, nice little uniform going on. Oh, oh, and they're, they're not even in the ring. And he's already performing the elbow drop oh, right there, right there in the aisle. That's absolutely incredible. Absolutely crushing him. Oh, absolutely destroyed. There's no way they're getting up from that. Oh, goodness. Oh, and a uh, clothesline right into the wall. Oh, and then a double axe handle right onto the top there. That's that's just... Oh, there that was on Galbor. There is no recovering from this. What, what is he doing up there? What is he doing? Oh, from the top rope. Oh, the knee straight to the top there. That was absolutely wild, Jet. Oh, my goodness, yes. Uh... All of all of his years uh, working for Hermes Delivery Service have been well worth the effort. That package is well and truly unrecoverable. Absolutely. Oh, the flying sp spinning heel kick was absolutely unnecessary, but uh, gotta give them extra points. There is no way that is going to be returnable now. Do you know what I want to see more of? What do you want to see more of? Brochure Justice Warriors. Brochure Justice Warriors? Yeah. Alright, Larry. Alright, Larry. How are you doing? Uh, I've got to be a bit careful with 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 me some of my voices, you know. Yeah, I know. Yeah, a little little rough on the throat sometimes. Some of them, yeah. Some of the some of the more enthusiastic ones. Yeah. Why, why I always do the, uh, uh, the 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 bigger ones towards the end of the show. Oh, I know, yeah, I know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I you've been up so much. Oh, I've been uh, gloom watching the happenings in the world. Unfortunately, yeah, you know, it's, this is sometimes... uh, it's a lot right now. Yeah, yeah, it is disappointing how a few other people seem to be noticing some of it. Like, yeah, well, you know, there are, there is certainly some of it that is drawing a lot of attention. Well, I mean, there is that. There is certainly some big things going on in the world right now. Weird how you know that seems to be be tied into the the horrible thing happening in America right now. Yeah, well, the thing thing that's been taking a bit of my focus has been this whole uh, Texas uh, trans bill that's got, gone through the yeah, uh, yeah deeply the, concerning mate yes the uh, the whole uh, affirmative care for trans kids which could be anything from I'm going to use the name and pronouns you've asked through to reversible puberty blockers for like late teens or consider child abuse yeah. And I saw a lot of uh, I saw a lot of cis people on social media like a week or so ago when this was like happening, going, "Yeah, but there's no way they'll actually enforce it." And I was like, "Well, first of all, even if they don't enforce it, that doesn't change the harm it's going to do because it puts you know trans people in their families in in terror and fear and yeah. uncertainty." You know, you look at what Section Twenty Eight was like. They didn't have to actually make many arrests to have the effect of essentially 
stopping people talking about about LGBT people. Yeah. You know, like you don't have to make the arrests for this to have its effect. But uh, well, the other the other thing, like, the fact that you're, they're, they're talking about, you know, in, it's your duty to report your neighbours. Yeah. Well, like it's already starting. Um, the first couple of uh, parents have been have been uh, having lawsuits against them now. Um, yeah. First one, shockingly of of all things, was someone who worked in uh, child protective services, whose job is to prevent child abuse in Texas. Yeah, was a supportive trans parent and went to their employer and said, "I've got a trans kid. Can you help tell me what this means for me so that I understand w- what's going on?" And the response was. We're going to investigate you for child abuse because you admitted you've got a trans kid. Like, it's fucking terrifying stuff. And yeah. And like, uh, uh, as of yesterday, I think there was a lot of people going, "Oh yeah, but they haven't actually started doing any of it." And then, like three hours ago, I was reading actually they yeah. have started. They, yeah, they have actually they've doing started it. They've doing it real quick. And a, a thing that's like well worth pointing out, and it shouldn't need pointing out, but Texas's uh, child protective services chronically underfunded and overstretched like there is not enough money in that system and people available to stop and to you know to do the work to stop actual child abuse yeah this is taking resources away from stopping child abuse to do a nonsense witch hunt of uh perfectly healthy happy kids and their supportive parents yeah and it's is it's destroying the whole system yeah for the, for the sake of more bigotry and i mean i'm i'm glad to see that uh several higher-ups in the legal system in texas are just outright refusing to comply with this that yeah. there is a good pushback the aclu has stepped in and uh is, is going to be fighting some of these lawsuits yeah. the problem but... is it is it, is it all, all going to take time really yeah and like we, we and in the it... meantime we've got florida going oh yeah. that, that new law you've got well, over like, there wouldn't mind a bit of that well like we saw in the uk when like briefly trans youth were stopped from getting uh hormone blockers and it wasn't a permanent thing it got that overturned even the actual recommendation no, but, it's, but it happened it's how it happened and like you know it got overturned but it did result in months of uncertainty and horror and uh unwanted physical changes yeah people who've been prescribed medication just having it cut off with no warning which is uh, which is not recommended medically no no it is not and i i feel like this is at least cartoonishly evil enough that i am noticing cis people who don't usually talk about these things yeah going this is horrifying and at the very least yes, like, yes, and we told you it was coming yeah. so please pay attention yeah i'm, I'm not if, being hyperbolic yeah if nothing else in future when cis people say yeah you know this is yeah oh there's trans hyperbole about how bad things are going this is the thing you can point at and go it's not hyperbole this literally happened slash is happening yeah, yeah and it, it's terrible that it's come to this and you know there's Plenty of pundits online who, or armchair pundits who want to turn around and say, well, you know, just just leave Texas. Oh, yeah, because lots of other uh, states have the same employment as Texas. So yeah. you can even well, get that type of job in another state. Or the, yeah. the cost of just upping and moving your well, entire family. I mean, and even beyond that, as has been pointed out by some people, if if you are now suspected of child abuse because of supporting your trans kid and you decide to try and leave the state, that might be seen as trying to flee with a child who is in an abuse situation, yeah. which might be justification for, we're going to go for you. 
Yeah, like, absolutely. It is not an easy thing. No, Ugh. no. It's, uh, it's, 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 in, it's, it's inhuman, and I, 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 I wish all the best for anyone who is uh, there at the moment. And my, well, I mean, there's not a lot I can say, but I, I really hope that people see sense and, and that yeah. things can be done about this. Oh, yeah. Hug, mate. Yeah, you could do with that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Good up, mate. Good up. Yeah. Right, I'm uh, going to have a cup of tea, mate. Oh, okay. Have a nap, I think. Nice, nice. Yeah. So, Laura. Yes. We did a book. We did. We tell, did a book. Us, tell us about it. It's still available. You can get Who Hunts the Whale, which we wrote <gasps> together. It's um, What If Supremacy Software had a whole book about it. Yeah. It was the original concept. It's written from the point of a PA who has just got their dream job working for the company. Yeah. Um, they have loved uh, the game since they were a kid. And now they're like, yeah, I'm going to get right in there. I'm going to know before everyone else. And I'm going to be, yeah, in your face, Stabby Cat 42069XX. And then getting there on day one and just being like, oh, this is bullshit. Oh, no. Oh, no. The reality of my dreams. This, how the sausage is made is not very pleasant. Yeah. Um, what What do? What do? And the, the friends she makes and the things she witnesses and the way she tries to help. Yeah. And... and, and, and takes things on and it is a year in the life so yeah. you will have all the things of what does a company do during the year what are the big things for them what what is a company like supremacy software doing for most of the year yeah um, i think it's a really good book I'm it's very really funny it. and a bit dark and yeah. yeah i think people are really going to enjoy it and it is still available to pre-order at unbound.com yeah. slash books slash whale <gasps> yeah you got another book. It's very pretty. I, I do. I got to see the front and back cover of it the other day. It's called Me and My Dysphoria Monster. It's coming out on August 18th, 2022. That's like six months away. Uh, probably less than that at this point. Ooh. Go go check it. Go check it out. It's available for pre-order. It's a children's illustrated book. It's got gorgeous art. I'm very oh, proud cool. of that book. Uh, other than that, you can find me at Laura K. Buzz pretty much everywhere. Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, Patreon. That's the one that pays the bills. Uh, TikTok. Just search Laura K. Buzz, you'll find me everywhere. What about you? I am I'm on Twitter, I'm Twitch, YouTube. Um, Patreon pays my bills, patreon.com slash stonedmonkeyradio. For as little as a dollar a month, you can help me justify a 76-hour work week. Please help me justify my life. I am very sleepy. Mm. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I tweet about things. I design t-shirts that are available on my Redbubble. I make music under the name Bedroom Programmer. And you can find all of my things at streamerlinks.com slash Janiac, J-A-N-E-I-A-C. That links to pretty much everything i got. Uh, but yeah, uh, a regular donation of a dollar a month really helps me justify my life. So yeah. if you can, please do. If not, maybe do a share, because those are always appreciated. Yeah. Oh, Dad, I've done the like, comment, and subscribe thing. Like, comment, I? and subscribe. Oh, no, I've become... Do it. Like, comment, subscribe. <clears throat> Hit the little bell if, to if, get notified. If you don't mind, if that's okay. <laughs> do it. Cowards. Please, if, 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 if it's okay. 
You've been doing this longer than I have. You <laughs> do all my things. <laughs> well, well, hello. Uh, Laura, will you sing us out, please, darling? Until next time, be a stranger. <laughs>